Hey everyone and welcome to another edition of the Jim and the King Airport Podcast. I'm Jim, sitting to my right is Denver Dave and we're here to talk about the NFL. Hey Dave. Hey, it's amazing we're going to find something to talk about during the off-season. <laughs> it's amazing we're still here it. during the off-season. This is true. Uh, we couldn't help ourselves guys. Um, a global pandemic and months being locked away in a single room or house. House. <laughs> if you're lucky. Grand and, estate, uh, grand estate. <laughs> meant that even I couldn't uh, resist the sight of of Dave any longer voice for radio I'm only human face for radio (laughs) this is episode 145 now 145 so we said we'd finished on 144 with uh, Jim and the King before we had our sojourn for the summer before the world closed down yeah well we were already in pandemic mode anyway but well yeah this is true this is before second wave and this is before you know Maybe we don't even have an NFL season. Third wave. Uh, There's fingers and ears at the moment, really. Mm, and I'm, I'm happy with fingers and ears. I don't. I don't <laughs> want the denial of there being an NFL team. Well, they've brought English football back. Yes. And I'm guessing they're going to be bringing basketball back pretty soon. Anyway. Wow. It depends on who you listen to on that one. No decisions been made. Anyway, we thought we'd have a catch up because obviously the world's been burning since we left. Yep. So loads of news to talk about, um, controversial topics, and then we thought we'd just kind of riff on our own teams really Steelers and Broncos um, some of the players that we're looking forward to seeing this don't, year don't let that turn you off now <laughs> there's other stuff in we'll also well. talk about insert your team here yeah <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe you don't know uh, oh we will promise more than we can well possibly we will <laughs> let's start Dave with the most contentious bit of news right now and that is the kneeling protest that started four years ago with one Colin Kaepernick yeah. but since the Census murders of um, Ahmad Aubrey, Breonna Taylor, and then most notably George Floyd, because we all got to watch that mm. uh, play out. We've now got a massive movement around the whole world, really, in Black Lives Matter. And the NFL players are no different. There's been several high-profile players t- talking about taking a knee in the upcoming season. Kyler Murray, who was the Offensive Rookie of the Year last year. But probably more importantly, you've got white players talking about doing it. J.J. Watts. Baker Mayfield, yeah. uh, head coaches like Dan Quinn have already confirmed they'll be minimizing their players' protest actions. So I think that was one of the problems with the original movement back in 2016. Wasn't it? I think it's Seth DeValve was a tight end for the Browns, was like the only white player in the league that actually stood with, well, knelt with the other protesting players, uh, which didn't lend enough credence to the the movement at the time I think the movement has taken on a whole new a whole new level of momentum mm-hmm. so it's not necessarily just about what, what's happening in the NFL it's what's happening all the way across I mean in the Premier League this week we saw the first two games and the players had Black Lives Matter on the back of their shirt every player yeah, every player took a knee it's got a whole new um, level of momentum with it and quite rightly but it's I mean if, again if you listen to what's happened in the NFL four years ago it was never about never about disrespecting the anthem. Nope. It was never about disrespecting the, the army military. or the military. And it, none of it was that. And it was turned into that by people who... Gaslighting it. Well, either didn't have an agenda or either had an agenda or didn't have time to listen. I, I don't know. And quite frankly, it's, there's people much more qualified than us that have spoken on it already. Um, the simple fact is it's good that there is going to be change. I mean, Ooh. it's not the most difficult thing. Don't judge someone by the colour of their skin. Don't walk around kneeling on someone's neck. I mean, I do it all day. Mm, all down the road without mm. managing to stamp it on anyone. It's the easiest thing in the world. It's just, hopefully there's real change. It's interesting you mentioned the um, the takes about the, you know, 
making it about the military or about the, yeah. the country in general because there was one certain high profile player that managed to put his foot right in his own mouth um, and that was one Drew Brees almost uh, managing to retire himself a few well, weeks ago I mean as soon as he came out you had team captains on both sides of the ball immediately so Cam Hayward came out I think um, Jenkins came out as well and both of them were basically saying you mean Cam Jordan Cam Jordan not Cam, Cam Hayward's mine yeah. it was the Steelers no Cam Jordan and um Jenkins came out as well. Malcolm Jenkins came out. Both captains. Manuel Sanders had just transferred across, Exa- hasn't he? Exactly. Again, another guy who's been captains on uh, offense before, and all of them immediately condemned him. And yeah. You don't normally see that. You might you might see a junior player in in the team that wants to make a name for himself. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, not not team actual team captains immediately coming out and slating a former Hall of Famer. So yeah, you, it's. I've read a lot of his comments. Some of them were taken out of context, but I understand the uh, anger at them as well but it was bloody stupid on his part I mean he had to do a PR apology the next day which again I don't think a a PR apology when you're just reading off a script doesn't feel like you're really making the effort Yeah. it then had to take a a Trump rebuttal a day later (laughs) to actually build some bridges back with some of his his teammates it is bloody stupid it it makes you wonder you're talking about a guy here he's 41 years old he's Mm -hmm. been in the league for what 20 years over 20 years he's played with so many black teammates, you know, black coaches, yep. not necessarily head coaches, but strength and conditioning and positional coaches. He's been around these people all, all of, well, most of his professional life. And yet he still comes out with that kind of an attitude when asked a question. Either he was intellectually blind to what's going on mm-hmm. and never bothered asking for four years what everyone was talking about and just watched a, a news program from a certain uh, series of channels. Or he willfully thought, we made the, the connection straight away and then didn't agree with what the, the teammates were doing but never asked them or never questioned them I think that's a problem is that he never bothered speaking to his teammates clearly I mean the way that I, I've looked at it is he's just obviously a bit of an idiot I mean he was a guy he was born into wealth he's earned millions and millions of dollars and um, obviously there isn't that, been that much concern of the plight of people but I mean, at the same time, look on the other point of it. He's donated millions and millions of dollars to charity in the past. That, yeah. So, you know, he's... I'm not saying he's not a bad person. No, no, no. I'm just saying that he's got a massive blind spot there. Oh, he does. And it, it probably comes down to just being a little bit ignorant and being a little bit of an idiot. It's as simple as that. One of my friends who's black tells me all the time the stuff that he goes through. I don't see it. Mm. I don't see the stuff that he goes through because it doesn't happen to me. And without someone telling me or without me physically asking, which I probably don't do enough of... I don't see it either. Mm. And how would, you know, uh, a middle class white guy who then becomes a massively overpaid guy who lives in a bubble who's white, how would he necessarily know? Again, not making defences, but you can kind of see why it happens. But the movement is now at the point where people are are taking note. Mm. That wasn't just uh, Drew Brees that got caught out. Uh, Mike Gundy, who's a head coach for Oklahoma State in uh, college, he got called out after a picture was taken of him wearing an OAM, which is a right-wing news network. To it's the, not a news network. Well, it says it's a news network. It's, it's not a news network. a far-right opinion piece network. Oh, it's insanity. Um, yeah. So he was wearing a T-shirt with that logo on it. So one of the, the new stars of the team, Tuba Hubbard, called him out for it. You then later find out, obviously, that there were some uh, accusations of racist slurs back yes. in the 80s and 90s. He didn't even come out and apologise for doing anything wrong. He actually made Juba Hubbard apologise uh, in the video, so that hasn't helped. Well, he's still 
um, the head coach of Oklahoma State at the moment, but I think it's important to see that even in the NCAA where players don't even get paid, if they kick up a stink now, people are taking it seriously. Yeah. Um, Would it have been only different if Chuba Hubbard was a quarterback? Like, genuine question, rather than just a running back. Because only his help, isn't it? Yeah. But the fact that he's a running back and he was still able to get you know, yeah. national attention to it... Um, and he hasn't really been penalised, though he, did, like I said, he had to apologise in the apology video, which is weird. To put it into context, though, Trooper Hubbard's comments were actually on the BBC website. When was the last time you saw an American football college headline on the British BBC website? It doesn't happen, so it shows yeah. how much of a big deal it was. It's coming at the right time, I yeah. think. This is the time you want to kick over some rocks, you want to expose something. Now is a perfect time to do it because this the news cycle's got it. Yeah. We see so often that the news just moves on. You know, a few weeks ago it was just COVID and already they're starting to talk about well, Black Lives Matter. But yeah. if you don't hold it, stuff this stuff goes away. So people have got to really strike for proper change now. Yeah. There was also the comments from uh, Coach Fangio as well, the Broncos head coach. Mm. Um, so he, in an interview, he came out and said basically that there's no racism in the NFL. <laughs> so that's what he said in the headline. Yeah. When you actually break down to it, what he said was there's no racism in his locker room. Mm. Um, not quite the same thing. Not it? the same thing, but again, headline makers will say what they want. I still think he's wrong because when you've mm. got a locker room that's full of 53 people and then the add-ons as well, so the coaches, the positional coaches, the conditioning guys, the physios, there's going to yeah. be. Um, and the only issue was it was he then rectified he then sort of clarified and said from my position I don't think there is but we need to be more aware of it and again it's just being stupid and not thinking about what you're saying and being too quick to open your mouth and it's an idiot thing to say yeah but uh, it's just one of those things probably wants it to be true I think he probably genuinely does think it or did think it was true you know from his perspective he witnesses no racism well Mm. you know there's not many people are going to be openly racist in front of you know the head coach it probably doesn't doesn't happen that way if I'm perfectly honest yeah so there you go and of course the the person at the centre of everything Colin Kaepernick has actually you know been talked about again mm. it's, it's raised up you know, we, we thought it was all over and he was never going to get a chance in the NFL but actually with what's happened with Black Lives Matter and even more people again starting to notice what happened to this guy and the injustice that was that happened to him yeah. uh, back in 2016 he's hey. What? Sorry, carry on. Well, I was just going to say, he went for a, a workout with the Seahawks in 2017, but yeah. because they had Russell Wilson, they didn't have room for him on the roster. So they're now saying, well, the only team that's come out and said that he's definitely having a workout with them this offseason are the LA Chargers. Mm-hmm. Anthony Lynn said he was looking forward to having a workout um, with the guy. It's one of the perfect fits for, for Colin if he does come back, because that is one of the deadest QB positional groups <laughs> in the league. You've got Tyrod Taylor, who's a journeyman, QB who's never really yeah, done anything and Justin Herbert who's a, a flake in the making so well in your opinion in my, in my there's a lot opinion of, there's a lot of people who do like yeah, him, I, but... I spotted Patrick Mahomes I knew Mitch Trubisky was going to be bad before it all happened so don't listen to me but you know listen to me <laughs> <laughs> I mean wow the QB whisperer over <laughs> wow <it>. <laughs> just because you built like Bruce Aarons let's not get, let's not get <laughs> oh, too carried away oh, no I again I'm not a massive fan of Herbert either there is um, so Pete Carroll um, who's head coach of the Seahawks he said that there was a number of teams last season who um, got in contact with him um, to basically mm. ask whether or not he 
thought that Kaepernick was worth a punt. Um, so he said he was open about that. And um, we also saw uh, Shanahan say exactly the same as well, who's head coach of 49ers. And he said he um, gave his opinion to a couple of different coaches. So I think he's probably always been... He's always been in the mentioning, but he's, I mean, there was too much heat around the whole Kaepernick signing previously. There was too much that went with it. Whereas now, that 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 doesn't exist anymore. Mm. It's almost been eradicated in the space of three, four, five weeks. So, it to hang your hat right now, do you think he'll be on an NFL roster, number one, at the start of next season, or number two, at any point next season? <laughs> Because they're two very different questions. You would hope so. You would really hope so. Because we've been saying it since he got taken out of the league, is that there aren't 32 backups that are better than he no. was. No, there aren't. probably aren't five backups and that he's are better been, than he was. he's been working out consistently since. He went for a... They had the ill-fated public workout last year mm. where the NFL kind of, at the last minute, wanted like signed retractions on what was going to happen at this thing so he said no I want people to see me work out because I don't want you to create a narrative that I threw a million interceptions during this thing or whatever yeah. so he went to a, a public high school and just played in the field there and everyone could see it he, he was fine in that you know went for all the reads and well the problem was he left the facility where it was supposed to be and I think it was in Atlanta went to a public high school and a lot of the coaches just didn't go so, so was, they still had seven scouts. I yeah, think, out of the 32, because every yeah. team was represented there. But they still um, had video of the stuff. They, everyone could have, or should have seen it, if, yeah. you have, you know, if that's your job. I mean, it's the fact that a lot of scouts just didn't go. I mean, mm. and also, it, again, it, I don't think it's the greatest thing from their perspective, because they would have just wanted um, you know, him to do the workout that they wanted, and it was the NFL that put um, the obstructions in place, and it was completely unnecessary. But that's all done now. That That is completely irrelevant. Yeah. I kind of wish at the time that he would have done what they said and then still gone out after the next day and done a public one for everyone, you know, just say, yeah, but then no matter that, what they say, this is what If he's worried about do. the NFL creating a narrative, then yeah. why would you do that? So, yes or no, will he be on a, uh, let's, let's a say roster? Yes. Let's say yes, because I think as much as you think it was, was bad publicity, people were still signing Antonio Brown last year through the season. <laughs> and actually, what we saw with the Nike protest, so when Nike picked up Kaepernick, was it a year ago? Yeah. Um, they actually saw a massive spike in sales. So it's not bad for your brand, it's actually good for no, your brand. I think it's fantastic for your brand. Mm. Which is the problem, Baltimore showered themselves in the usual uh, stuff a few years ago when they were talking about signing him and then they got a few, uh, Steve Biscotti, who's the, uh, G- GM mm, or he's, he's the, no GM the owner I can't worry he is but he's no GM he Supreme basically said oh, we got some we worried about backlash from our racist fans basically yeah. Baltimore is majority black I mean if you're going to go anywhere you're going to, going to be okay in Baltimore. Baltimore is a city yeah I mean yeah. but the problem is they represent a proportion of Maryland and the rest of Maryland is not mm. um, you've got to get over yourselves boys you have I mean ultimately I think I'd, li- I'd like to see him I, I don't think he'll be on a roster at the start of the season Um, I don't know why it just doesn't it's been too long it feels like it's not going to happen but with the way that the the, the game is now with the pass rush that we see I mean we saw it last year how many quarterback injuries were there last Mm -hmm. year there was tons and loads of them were because I mean Roethlisberger was exactly the same injured by a playoff by pass rush yeah Um, he will be on a team by the Super Bowl Okay, 100% he will be on a roster he may, he may not play because he's had four years out but he will be on a roster there's no doubt but he may well be at the start of the season but he will definitely be by the end of the season well there we go 
That's my humble opinion. Fingers crossed. He's yep. on the team uh, this, this year coming, if there is a year coming. One last thing then on race, and I promise we'll move on, Dave, because it's not, <laughs> as, as two white guys, not much we can say I was going to say, two guy, white guys here talking about race. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know. Those, we're just agreeing with everything that can be said to, <laughs> to further the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, it's the, the Washington Redskins. Yet again, this has uh, thrown up the, the the problem with their, their name. Okay, it's not against black people, but it is against a minority I'd, of people. Genuine question, because yeah. I've heard this come up a lot, and I'm not really giving it much much thought because, sure. I again, it's I there's other I've got a, I've got a day job, I've got stuff I worry about, so that's the stuff I tend to pay attention to. Yeah, I'd love to hear from a like proper genuine Native American. Do they find it offensive? Yeah, they do. Yeah, okay. On that basis, the discussion has to be had with the organization and with the NFL. It has. Okay. And they just so, say it's our history. Okay. So on, on that basis, it's down then to the NFL. If you've got the organization who are saying no, and you've got the community who are represented by uh, by that sort of description, mm-hmm. you then have that has to go down that has to go to the NFL. And it has to then be on the NFL to make that change. And the NFL have to say to them, You need to change your name from the Redskins to something else. Yeah, I mean, you've got the Cleveland Indians. Call it, you know, Washington. No, that's a good one. Either, well, <laughs> no, but I mean, that's 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 honouring um, that's honouring them rather than you know basically saying this is the colour of your skates. Well, the original franchise was the Boston Braves, and then they moved to DC, mm. and then changed the names to the, the Redskins. Uh, I, I think if any if any, you get any Redskins fans says there's nothing wrong with the name. Get them to say it to a Native American and see how comfortable they are talking to a Native American about the, the name <laughs> of their team. They they won't do it. They won't do it because they know. See, so, I, that's the thing. I've never. I've I've heard. I mean, the thing is, we're used to now. You look on Twitter and there's middle middle class white women who are basically, you know, pouring scorn over anything that they find offensive. Whereas hmm. in actual fact, um, I want to hear from the people who it actually affects. Mm. And if they genuinely do find it offensive then yeah the, the conversation has to be had with the franchise if the franchise refuse to make any changes there has to be an arbitration by the NFL and if the NFL say look we don't think it should be changed because of this this and this then they, that that has to be published as an argument it has to be published as a reason so that again that conversation can be had further yeah I don't think you've got to change the logo I think you've just got to change the name it, I don't think it would be that difficult for them to change it no um, Washington Reds <laughs> There you go. <laughs> the Cincinnati Reds. Or the, just a baseball the, or team. the skins, I think, would be better skins. than the Reds. The skin, yeah, <laughs> that's what we call them anyway. The Washington so. skins. Uh, let's just hope they're good this year. They will be. Don't worry about that. We've already spoken about that. Well, we're going for every team, Dave, so I'm just trying to... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Just, you know, it's always going to happen. As time moves on, this is going to keep coming around, Skins fans. So, you know. Just I mean, they're talking about their history as well. The United States ain't that old, let alone the Redskins. No. Let's <laughs> be honest. What history have you got, really? Come on, pipe down. Yeah. <laughs> let's uh, let's move on to the other massive thing that's happening in this world at the moment. That's uh, COVID 19. What's that? What's this COVID thing everyone's no, talking about? It's I madness. Know. Well, obviously, we're getting close now to. It's already affecting the college football season, and it's going to be. Affecting um, OTAs for NFL teams, so you know, like I said, you've been fingers in ears and la 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 la. 
all through the all through the spring because it doesn't really affect NFL. But we're getting to that stage now where we can't really avoid it, especially as so many college players are getting uh, COVID nineteen. So we just heard that um, the Texas Longhorns twenty seven percent of their players have tested positive for COVID nineteen. But that means seventy three percent don't. That's great. Yeah, University yeah. of Kentucky they've had. 13 players I think it is contract COVID-19 when you've got this many people in the close proximity with an airborne virus this is only going to get worse and I mean we, we there are 4 billion reasons why the NCAA wants this season to go ahead <laughs> player safety isn't one of them no so what do we think Dave what is going on are we going to see an NCAA season or are we going to see a severely restricted one in terms of length? Um, and well, ultimately, is this going to going to hit the NFL season? Well, I think one thing. So in college, what basically happens is the the playoff system is a bit different in college to what you would have in uh, the NFL. So teams play in their division. So let's see SEC for example. Yeah. SEC divisions will play each other. Then teams have a record. Um, and judged on their record and on their strength of schedule, a panel of people get together and decide who should be a playoff team. That is basically what happens. Now, it wouldn't. So the playoffs are going to happen. We know that's going to happen. It wouldn't shock me if they just sat down and said, "Okay, this is the playoffs <laughs> we want, and this is the playoffs we're going to choose." You're still trash. Still yeah, good. I mean, it wouldn't shock me if that's what they did because they they basically sit down and there's teams who miss out every year. And there's teams who get in every year. Mm. Clemson got in last year as a seed. They're not a seeded team. You know, they're a seeded team because they've got a great quarterback. The rest of the team was good. It wasn't they? You know, they were no LSU. <laughs> Let's put no, it that way. No. So it, there is still going to be a playoff. There's no doubt about that whatsoever. It's how much of a regular season are we going to have? That's the only issue. But then below that, you're looking at Pac-10 will obviously still. Um, will still be involved because they seed in the playoffs as well. They don't seed in the playoffs, but they take part in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But then you're looking at, you know, the Big Ten, Big Sky, Mountain Range, all that shit mm-hmm. below mm-hmm. it. And um, yeah, I think I think at that point you're looking at what happens with the playoffs. It's going to be difficult to know um, because their playoff system is completely different to what the SEC and the Pac-10 do, for example. Um, there will be a season though. I'm 100 percent sure of that. 100 percent sure. Okay. It's just to what extent. Mm. What's your well, thought? <laughs> I think they're going to try and push it. I think that the NCAA are, are even more ruthless than the NFL when it comes to. Do you think um, there'll be a full season or? No, I don't think there's going to be a full season. They they've tried. They've tried to get people back. Mm. So I think it was June. Was it June fifth or sixth? Are the colleges? Yeah, no, no, are, Dame was back June fourth. Are the colleges actually going to be back in service for lessons, for example? Because that's a big part of it. Yeah, I think so. Um, I'm just looking through some of the, the dates here because I managed to look down through just a kind of timeline what was going on, but it's all it's too much. Sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, just looking at June 2nd, they had... Um, Arkansas State had seven people testing positive. Um, June 4th, you had Notre Dame people coming in. Uh, Penn State was trying to use technology to move forward in recruiting by creating virtual combines to try and get away from <laughs> physical contact. Yeah, it's, I think on the 11th, the NCAA Division One Football Oversight Committee passed a six-week practice plan uh, in order to kick the season off on time. But 
don't know, three Clemson student athletes, two football players, and one basketball player tested positive for coronavirus. And another thing we're seeing now with with Corona in in the US is that while New York has managed to kind of get a handle on it now and steady the the rate, we're now seeing spikes in the smaller or the less dense areas of the country who don't have the kind of medical facilities to deal with it. So it's, well. it's also the fact that control of the virus is is not done at uh, it's not done at federal National level. level yeah. yeah, it's very much State controlled rights. locally. Yes. <laughs> Where you get we some have the states, right to contract coronavirus. Well, you get some states who control it very, very well. So in uh, Connecticut, for example, I don't think it's been that bad. And that's not too far away from New York. Whereas you go sort of further down south in certain parts of Texas and it's... Oh, Texas isn't doing very ravaged. well at all, yeah. No, it's been ravaged. Um, which is contrary to the whole hot weather issue that we've we've heard that it doesn't thrive in hot weather. Well, I'm not sure about that. Well, that was a hope based yes, on SARS, wasn't it? I think it? you might be right. Anyway, we don't know much about Black Lives Matter, apart from we support it. We don't know much about COVID, except we hate it. Let's move on then to one bit of injury news, which was quite significant, and that was the Eagles right guard. Brandon Brooks has torn his left Achilles and is out for a year. I felt so sorry for him as well. Anyone who watched the... uh Anyone who watched the All or Nothing series, I think mm-hmm. he's a guy who properly came out of that with huge amounts of credit and gutted for him, really gutted. The good news for Brooks is that he's got hopefully a bit of, well, quite a few years left in his career. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's not going to affect. And it wasn't the same much. Achilles injury; it was his other Achilles that he's done now. So yeah, in some ways that's a good thing because it's not a retear of an old injury. It's, um, yeah, yeah. Either way, they've uh, that's a massive dent now for the Eagles moving into the season. Because he's a very good right guard. Yeah. And we've also got one bit of Fanny Watch. Fanny Watch. <laughs> New York Giants kicker. I mean... I mean, we've said this before. But yeah. um, this time it's Aldrich Rosas. He was arrested in Butte County, California on Monday and charged with a hit and run and driving on a suspended license. Uh, according to TMZ Sports, witnesses saw Rosas driving at around 100 miles an hour before failing to stop at a red light, hitting the side of a truck at the intersection, before driving away. I mean, have you ever driven in the States? <laughs> uh, no, I've not I, driven in the States. Do you know what? I've driven in the States a lot. I've done thousands and thousands of miles in the States. Mm. The fastest they allow you to go by law anywhere is about 65 miles an hour. Anywhere. Their speed limits are ferocious. Yeah. Doing 100 miles an hour anywhere in the States, you're risking some serious prison time. So that alone is bloody stupid. Mm. And then as soon as he hit someone, I'm sure I'm assuming he didn't hit someone at 100 miles an hour because they would have just well, burst. I mean, yeah, well, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it says, per the police report, that Rosas's black Chevrolet SUV, which I'm surprised it got 200, uh, broke down <laughs> shortly after that hit with witnesses saying he got out of the vehicle and ran. Police found him near the site of the accident and his hands, legs and bare feet were covered in blood when the police stopped him for questioning. Hands, legs and bare feet. What did he hit? Well, they said he's also did made under the influence of alcohol and, oh, <laughs> and there's further investigations needed there. Uh, the giant said that they were aware of the situation. They've been in contact with Aldrich and no further comment at this time. Rosas is 25. He spent the past three seasons as the Giants kicker, making the Pro Bowl in 2018. He made 62 of his 75 field goal attempts. That's an 82.7% completion. And 86 of 94 extra points. That's a 91.5% completion percentage during his career. So he's had a fairly decent career as a kicker for the, yeah. the Giants. 
He's done okay. He's not elite, but he's done all right. But, I mean, this might have torpedoed your chances, son. Because kickers are a dime a dozen, unfortunately. Ah, he'll play for the Bengals. Don't worry about it. <laughs> he'll be straight in at the Bengals. He's kicking for the Raiders now. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> the Chargers this week. Yeah. But there you go. There's some felony watch for you. We've got a, got a good one in there. Yep. Doesn't, well, only good because it doesn't sound was really hurt, apart from Rosas himself. Yeah. We've, no... uh, at the time of recording, we've got two bits of breaking news. Ooh. So the first bit is, I'm assuming you know about uh, Hard Knocks. Who's going to be on Hard Knocks this year? Two teams. Two teams. Um, not sure how that's going to work, but I can see why they've done it. Because they're in close, close proximity to each other. And also that there might not be enough content from one team to actually <laughs> fill. So, um, so it's going to be the California Chargers and the LA Rams. California Chargers. Um, so yeah, and the filming crew are under the same restrictions as the players, um, we've heard. So... I think that's going to be important because they're not going to have access um, in like the players' homes and things like that they're expecting, um, which is why there's probably going to be two teams rather than one. A lot of filming in the garden, I'm guessing. Potentially, yeah. Or they'll just do what they've done on a lot of shows where you just give it the loved ones and say, point the camera, press this button and mm. talk into the camera. That's all you have to do. So, yeah, that's the first bit of uh, news. It's um, weird because they had, the Rams are born the all or nothing a couple of years ago. Yes, and apart from the Jeff Fisher, David Brent-esque uh, leaving speech, that was a fairly dry season for them. It was there. horrendous. <laughs> it was, but, but again, that's probably why they want to redo it. So look, come I mean, they're a different, they're a completely different organisation now to what they were. I mean, it's night and day. And they've got the new shiny uniforms, which, I'm sorry, they're <laughs> vile. They're horrible. Um, so yeah, I, I, it's, it's, it's content. That's the main thing. First episode, I think, is coming August 9th. Mm. So it's something to look forward to. Second piece of breaking news. Uh, Niners wide receiver Debo Samuel has broken his foot. Oh. Out for 12 to 16 weeks expected. I didn't know that. That's injury report news. That's literally happened in oh, that's why I don't the know. past 13 minutes. So, yeah. <laughs> now you can date this show. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> oh, Debo was brilliant last year. He was very good. One very, of the standout players last year. And I was really hoping to see him come through this year. Well, if he's out, so say if he's out for worst case scenario 16 weeks, he'll still make the season, still be in yeah. the season. Um, he just probably missed the start. He won't be that sharp at the beginning, but it's all right because Garoppolo can't throw more than 15 feet anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that is harsh Dave but true well he throws so, it 15 feet and then it's carried by George Kittle for 70 yards <laughs> nine guys hanging off the back of him yeah yeah <laughs> they, they lost the Super Bowl um, right so that's all the kind of news and I think we've basically yeah. caught up on the majority of things that are happening um, the one bit of research I did before this show Dave, the one bit of research one bit of research other than all the that news stuff bit of research <laughs> Uh, I was looking at my three favourite Pittsburgh Steeler players of all time. All time? Okay. Yeah, because some of them are retired now. Uh, when we were talking about doing this one-off show, you said about, maybe we should talk about why we love NFL so much. Yeah, I think those don't know. part of this was, we first started off going, let's just sit down and just bullshit and just see what comes out <laughs> we've never um, done it before Dave so we've well no because normally there's somewhat of an agenda we review games or mm. the draft mm. or stuff like that and we never just sit down and just talk nonsense about the NFL so it's kind of like yeah. this is what this is what this is for so we don't really know where the direction is going to go in just see what, what happens but yeah so three favourite NFL can I, I'm guessing Roethlisberg is one of them right ooh you're right Dave yeah okay well it makes sense because he's been basically handed the keys to the city for a long time and as much as I hate it you look at him he's not built like a quarterback he's not <laughs> you don't look at him and think what he is what is a quarterback 
we don't, you, the quarterback's changing as to what it actually looks like now. But you don't look at him. He's not the archetypal quarterback. He's not the you know he's not the athletic goddess. It's built like a linebacker. Gonna, yeah, like def- offensive linebacker, offensive lineman, <laughs> offensive lineman. Um, so yeah, I would I would definitely say it was Roethlisberger. So I got that one right. The bus. Well, my favourite player ever. Yes, so. and I happen to know that, so that was a bit of a gimme. Yeah. Um, tell us something about the bus. Why is he your favourite? Well, Jerome Bettis, or Jerome Abram Bettis Sr. Oh my God, you've, you've literally <laughs> re- researched Wikipedia. That's all you've done. No. He was my favourite player. He was the reason I love NFL. Yeah. Because, and that's also why I'm a Steelers fan, because the first time I saw any real NFL, I watched a guy just plough through a load of other big guys. Um, a guy that was built like Mr. Strong, but had yeah. legs like a, a sprinter. So his top half was bullying people, and his bottom half was just, these legs just carried on moving at like, the speed of light. I, I've never seen anything like it before. He, he had no no right to be as, as nimble as he was for the size he was. He was a 10th overall pick for the Rams. Played uh, three years there and then got traded over to the Steelers. He was a Super Bowl champion for us. He made six Pro Bowls, two first team all pros. Um, he got the Walter Payton Man of the Year award in 2001. NFL Comeback Player of the Year in 96. That was his first season with the Steelers. Uh, he had, I think it was seven straight years for us with a thousand yards rushing. Yeah. Obviously, it started to tail off a little bit more. We had um, Willie Parker in the backfield taking a lot of the first and second down. But he was not only known as the bus, but also Bill Cower called him the closer. Mm-hmm. Because he was the person you'd bring in when we were winning to to see out the game, to chew clock, and to to keep churning those first downs, and just Did, he killed other teams with that kind of play. I remember, so I remember years and years ago when Channel Five first started, they used to show a lot of uh, American sports, and there was an American sports panel show, and they were on about Jerome Bettis, and they said basically he he is um, a closing pitcher in the uh, Major League Baseball. Yeah, closing pitching in Major League Baseball is the hardest thing to do in sport. Because you've got guys coming in in the ninth inning, swinging, doing nothing but trying to hit you out of the stadium. And you've got to have so much variation. You only bowl two innings, if that. Mm. And it's the hardest thing in, in, in sport, basically, because people are just trying to absolutely mow you at the end of the innings. And um, I'll always remember Jerome Bettis was described as that finishing pitcher where you come in and he he's getting yards, yards after carry constantly. And all he was doing was eating yards, eating the clock. And it's that important moment where you're third and three and mm-hmm. if you get this you've got your first down you've got four more sets of down which basically it's another two and a half minutes off the clock or something like that and yep. he did it time and time again and it won you he didn't win you games it won you championships and that's the reason he was so good mm. yeah I love it. and he's such a nice guy as well yeah. um, on and off the field like I said you don't get to be a water paint man of the year without being thoroughly nice tell us true breeze <laughs> <laughs> Well, like you say, you give millions to charity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the funny story for that I didn't really know about Jerome Bettis is how he came to the Steelers, mm. because I knew he got traded, obviously. Mm. Um, he had two first great seasons in, well, it was in LA, and then they moved to St. Louis, and they also changed head coach on that third year. And the head coach came in with a different scheme and didn't use Jerome half as much as he was being used the first two seasons. So his productivity dipped. He asked for a trade, and then... The Steelers traded for him on uh, draft day in um, in '96. Mm. The reason being is that our running back at the time, Bam Morris, got caught a month prior with on weed possession, 
And so that hang on, feature hang on, back hang on. was then a not Steelers be there. receiver on no, a no, weed running back. Oh, a Steelers running back on a weed possession. Oh, yeah, I've never heard that before. <laughs> no, exactly. Never, he rings bells. I think he did. You see what I did there? Yes, he started a cycle <laughs> of other players getting caught. <laughs> but yeah, Bam Morris was our was our feature back, and then he was out of the picture. So we traded our second round pick the next year for. Fair play. It all worked out. Second rounder for him. I mean, that's a that's a bargain and a half, isn't it? Because no, he was a tenth overall pick in two, in '93. Uh, yeah. So, and then you had him for seven. No, how many years? I know you said he got seven uh, nine Pro years. Bowls. Nine years. Seven Pro Bowls in nine years. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and Big Ben. Obviously, we kind of jumped over him, but I've been very lucky to have a franchise quarterback. Yes, a lot of teams. So don't many have teams that. don't have a franchise quarterback. Jacksonville have never had that. No. Since their existence, yeah, the Jets are still talking about Joe Namath. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, they've got they've got Donald. They Donald, got Donald, Donald is the special. closest they've got. He's brilliant, he, but they've just got f- all around him. He's got nothing <laughs> around him. It's like that Maradona team in that won the World Cup in was it seventy eight or something. The Bills still talk about Jim Kelly. Yep. And now they're talking about Josh Allen because they're desperate. So uh, that's what happens when you get that desperate. I think they're talking about the, their backup the quarterback Marino, a little bit more. But you, that's how rare it is. You usually only get one or two. I mean, the Packers are so lucky to go straight for, well, three really. Bart Starr, hmm. and then they had um, Brett Favre, and then on to Aaron Rodgers. And then it stops at Jordan Love. Wow. So, <laughs> but you know what I mean? It, yeah. it honestly is so rare. And so when you get a franchise quarterback, you've got to hold on to them and run the wheels off them. That's why we're still going to run with him for next year and hopefully too. Oh, because I hope so. <laughs> yeah. I really hope so. <laughs> yeah, but not for the reason I hope. Well, yeah. He was the 11th overall pick in 2011. That was the draft, the uh, Eli Manning, Phil Rivers switch yep. draft. So he was the third quarterback taken. In your in your honest opinion, who do you think's had the better career? Eli, Philip Rivers, forget that. So <laughs> Eli or Roethlisberger? Now I know obviously which one's better. How many Super Bowls has Roethlisberger got? Has he got Dos. two? Yeah, he's won two. Manning's won two. Yeah. Uh, Manning's doesn't have as good a record, but didn't have as good weapons. But then again, his defense has won the Super Bowl. So, yeah, okay. He had the um, games played record, didn't he? So, mm. he was a bit more, weirdly, he was a bit more durable than, than Roethlisberger, despite the size difference. True, but I think a lot of Roethlisberger's stuff. I mean, he was criticised for years and years for holding onto the ball too long. I mean, he was even yeah. joking about it at the end of uh, at the end of game, saying, "Well, you know," because there's one point where someone went to sack him and he just rode the tackle. And I think he it wasn't the game though. He did he did a, a fake um, spike. A fake spike. I think it was against the Lions. Yeah, I don't know if it was that game, but then he came out at the end of the game and said, "Oh, well, I guess it all it got a first down, a key first down or something." So, oh, you say I hold on to the ball for too long. So, yeah, even he alluded. <laughs> he's to he's it. very aware of what people say about him. Oh yeah, but yeah, two-time Super Bowl champion, uh, six-time Pro Bowler, two times NFL passing yards leader in 2014-2018. He was the NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year back in 2004. Um, yeah, I've just been very lucky to have a guy that's always kept us in games and has, has won us two Super Bowls, got us to a third. So yeah, he's he's got to be one of my three three favorite players. Not necessarily. I think he. I, I personally think he's our best ever quarterback. So it's always the argument with Bradshaw because he yeah. won four Super Bowls. But there were example. problems with Bradshaw. There was a part. There was a time in his career when he was asking for a trade. So I don't. I think you kind of take yourself out of the consideration if you're mm. asking for a trade from the team that that loves you so much. I don't think so. That was just a. It's the NFL. He had an argument with, the, so. with Chuck Noll. 
and wanted to get out. So who's number three? Uh, my other favourite player was Troy Polamalu. Oh yeah, should have got that as well. I really want to put Mean Joe Green because he. I think Joe Green is the best ever Pittsburgh Steeler, but Polamalu again. When I was getting into the the game, and obviously he was 2003, so a little bit later. But 16th overall pick from USC, and just you, you could see it in the college tape that he was good, but he just got better and better. Uh, I was watching a video from Brian Baldinger talking about Polamalu's best ever plays. And even he put in a play from the last game that Polamalu played. Hmm. Just how good... He, he he never let off the gas. Yeah, He was injured a bit more in the, the back end of his career. But he, again, still won those two Super Bowls. Eight times in the Pro Bowl. Uh, Four-time first-team All-Pro. Two-time second-team All-Pro. He made the NFL 2000s All-Decade team. He ended up with 12 sacks, 32 interceptions, 14 forced fumbles, three touchdowns. 770 tackles for a strong safety. I think, well, because he started off as a linebacker in college mm. at the very, very start of his career. And the intro, I think the, the biggest piece of respect that you can pay to Polamalu, if you ask anyone who's the best safety in football history, Ronnie Lutt. That's what everyone says. Mm. But they'll say, Polamalu came bloody close. And Ed Reed as well. But yeah. I think I mean, that's literally, he was more free safety than strong. That's that's about as, that's that's you can't say anything more than that. Mm. Yeah, he's, he's got to be up there. Yeah. He's got to. Because all 12 years at, at, at Pittsburgh, he, like I said, apart from the injuries, whenever he played, he made differences all the time. He was so clever. Uh, yeah, I just loved watching Polamalu play. And so that's why he's one of my three favourite players. For the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, Dave, have you had a chance to think about your three favourite Broncos? I've done nose research on them, and I'm kind of doing I it. thought on, you wouldn't. No, I've kind of done it on the fly. <laughs> I didn't know we were going this far in research. I it was going to be so a general. Drew Locke. No, 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 no. We played five games. <laughs> no, so first of all, it's Von Miller, obviously. Mm. Um, sack leader in, I think, NFL all time. Oh, Broncos all time, certainly. It's taken out. I'd say I mean, Broncos. I'd, I'd steer away from. Insane how many sacks he's got, mm. and he's just he's been a captain for so long. And yeah, I mean, anyone who knows anything about the NFL knows how good Von Miller is. Um, last season, his, basically won the Super Bowl as well. Well, it was his partnership with um, Demarcus, Demarcus Ware, but it was also the fact that the secondary was so good as to the reason we won that Super Bowl. Um, I think there was uh, quite a few players who were very, very undervalued. Chris Harris being one of them, Kib Talib, mm-hmm. that partnership. But there was also um, uh, the edge rushing. Um, I can't remember who it bloody was now. But either one. And then you had Adam Gotsis who played constantly. He was constantly changing from side to side. So even as a youngest, I mean, he's, he's dropped off a cliff now as well. So I think he might even be released as a free now. But um, yeah, I mean, Von Miller is... His um, stats dropped off a little bit last year, but a lot of that was because Bradley Chubb just wasn't there. I think he missed 12 games last season. So he was rushing from the left and had no one else rushing from the right. I think it was Malik Reed. And Malik, <laughs> he did okay. There's nothing wrong. He, he, had, he had a decent year. Mm-hmm. Um, he's made a five, six career year career for himself without any shadow of a doubt as a backup, but he's not Bradley Chubb. No. Um, so he's been part of, a being part of a defense that, won the Super Bowl with a guy who was notoriously one of the worst quarterbacks to win a Super Bowl um, <laughs> in, in terms one of, of what he had ever, one of the yeah. best players ever but at that not time that at that time not a lot left um, obvious why Von Miller is one of my favourites he's like milk didn't he well you know <laughs> yeah in the sun 
with the radiators on. Um, next, Andy Yanovich. I think really? anyone who's yeah, one hundred percent. Absolutely, I know you love, love him, but really love Yanovich. Absolutely, all love time him. Broncos. All time. Yep. Right, okay. Um, it's not TD, not John nope. Elway. No, no, no. Well, Elway, Elway's kind of a given because I. The the issue with Elway, I mean, Elway was great, but that was kind of pre my love of Broncos. So mine's very much middle, sort of two thousands. Mm-hmm. Um, I so I started liking the Broncos in mid nineties uh, when we were when we were in dusty orange before we moved to the blue. Right. Um, Super Bowl losers, constantly playing second best, had never won it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then went back to back against the Falcons and um, Packers, ninety eight nine m. And then, so yeah, from there it was. It wasn't that I didn't follow the Broncos. I didn't really follow sport. I was working nights. You just don't, you, you know, when you're working nights and stuff, you can't watch the NFL. It's just you can't. So that was life at that point. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, so a lot of my favourites are more modern. So I think I'm going to rule okay. out a lot of the other guys. Um, Shannon Sharp. I love Shannon Sharp. Come on, man. Yeah, love <laughs> Shannon Sharp. It's still the clip of, you need to get the, was it, the National Guard because we're killing the Patriots. I mean, who doesn't <laughs> love that? It was amazing. Um, so, you know, just because I think for a long time we've had an absolute garbage offensive line and having a fullback who was able to strengthen your offensive line says, number one, a lot about your offensive line, which says an awful lot about your fullback as well. Mm. Um, third, Demarius Thomas. A guy who was able to carry the team for a I know you're not massively keen on Thomas, no. but in terms of possession, his pass radius was enormous. Never really saw him drop many. Um, was never a burner, be able to, able to create separation through deceleration. Um, his route running was pretty good. Um, and I think he was in the system that suited him really well, because since he's left the Broncos, he's never really made an impact anywhere he's gone. I think he's at the Jets at the moment. We traded him to the Texans for a fourth rounder. I mean, that's a steal. <laughs> and then he went to the Patriots for a bit. He was a replacement for um, Antonio Brown. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he had a bunch of pro bowls. He was that partnership with Emmanuel Sanders. Um, and, yeah, he spent a lot of time just running routes for a quarterback who was never going to get him, be able to get him the ball. So, yeah, I, ma- maximum respect for him. They're my three free favorites. I can't believe you didn't put Tebow in there. Nope. <laughs> really? Yeah. I'm more likely to put Carl Slater in there. Carl Slater. That's a respect on Tebow's name, man. Well, <laughs> he won you games. Well, you... there's a lot of quarterbacks who have won his games before. You got playoff games? Mm, no, not many of those recently. I can tell you. <laughs> Treated like dirt by your organisation. So, who's at the moment? Who's your favourite player in the league to watch other than Mahomes? Ah, oh. <laughs> we, knew, we knew you were going to say Mahomes. Favourite player other than Mahomes? Yeah, who's the guy who you? If there's, so you know when we get to a Saturday game yeah. so it's a playoff game and it's, that's the only game on who's number one who's the two teams you want to play based on personnel who's the, the players you go that's who I want to play I want to see this guy play I was very very impressed by Deshaun Watson when we saw him live last year yeah super um, a guy that has come into the league and has dealt with so many issues from his own head coach <laughs> it just seems to get worse every year and just the class that resonates off that guy you know on the field and off the field his football brain is right up the, right up there with, with the elite quarterbacks so I just love watching how he dissects dissects a game how he comes back to plays um, yeah and he's a dual threat quarterback as well which is what you need to have in the NFL now mm. it's not good enough just to be able to sit in the pocket you need to be able to extend plays and 
he does that I, I really like watching Deshaun Watson play I know it's a bit of a cop out to talk about another quarterback but I, I prefer what he's my second favourite quarterback I think to watch in the league to Mahomes obviously after Mahomes yeah, yeah. okay I, I think he's better than Russell Wilson see I really like throwing Russell that Wilson. grenade in there so no I really like there's Russell a Seahawks Wilson. thing <laughs> we need to cover all 32 quick get the Bengals in you watch the comment section they were talking about Russell Wilson not being the best player ever but no, I, I, I prefer watching Deshaun Watson the I think thing is better. I really like Russell Wilson but oh, his, yeah. his talent is highlighted by the lack of talent around him if you put a lot of other quarterbacks who've got stacked ro- rosters with them you know that opportunity might be afforded to them but right now we can't say that Mahomes can't carry his franchise because he hasn't had to can't say the same about Jackson although when pushes come to crunch he hasn't been able to no um, and yeah so we don't really know all that much we have to wait until they reach that situation and anyone who's a Mahomes fan you will see that situation because he's going to earn a billion <laughs> they are not going to be able to keep that roster whilst paying the star quarterback of the league they're just not going to and that's one of the beauties of the NFL he's in his third year he's in his fourth year now Mm-hmm. He's in his fourth year now. First year he sat out, made his debut against Denver, and that's all. He sat out. I mean, they they redshirted well, him. Yeah, yeah, they redshirted him, and then he came in against Denver in his first game. I was like, right, let's see this guy bum. And he kind of went, ah, nuts. I'm gonna have to put up this guy for the next ten years. He came out, smashed you, well, slapped you about the park a bit. And yeah. Then they benched him. Yeah. So that, that's it now. And then you came back and drew the game, and then he was like, no, I better bring him back in again to yeah. finish it off. So. Rubbish, garbage. <laughs> Um, so yeah and so he's in his fourth year now yeah. they're gonna, he's going to sign a new deal this year surely yeah they're talking because that's what it. happened with Wentz with Goff I think Goff might have even signed in his third year it was ridiculous yeah um, obviously they're not doing that with Dak because why would they <laughs> <laughs> they're going to pay for it yeah oh my god can you imagine um, so yeah he's, he's going to have to sign a new deal and when he does players are going to have to go Tyreek Hill will go 100% there's no way possibly they can pay him it's a similar thing when Drew Locke eventually gets his deal. It's going to be Cortland Sutton that goes, unfortunately, because he's going to want a $15 million, $15 million a year deal. He's mm. just going to want it, and we can't pay him now. So, yeah, especially when you've got KJ Hamler and Jerry Judy sitting behind him. Yeah, and I think for the Chiefs, they have brought in McCall Hardman. They drafted yes. him to be the replacement for Tyreek Hill anyway. Oh, no, he was literally drafted yeah, to literally, be the replacement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, they're okay for this year because they brought everyone back, so they're going to try and do it do a repeat yeah. with the same same team but yeah you're right they're going to obviously have to pay Mahomes a lot more than they were whether I mean, it's, it's all about these headline numbers and everything about like 200 million or something but yeah. it's not going to be that I think that the Patriots showed the way in yeah, de- deferring the, the, the Patriots deferring are payments not, and things you the know, Patriots and, are not the rule the Patriots are the exception to the rule but if there's if other teams are smart then they'd use those kind of other channels to, to funnel to, money to these players and not have to put it on the books but you have to get the thing is the Patriots got away with it for a long time because they were doing things like um, roster bonuses and signing bonuses everyone else is doing a signing bonus that's you know 2.3 million they're doing a signing bonus that Polaroid of Goodell helps as well yeah so I'm sure they have something they've got to have something you know hit the youth uniform or something um, in blackface yeah <laughs> Um, so yeah I mean there's it'll be interesting what, to see how they got? do do it what have you got Robert Kraft well, what have you got on him whatever it is, is it, it's expired now <laughs> now Brady's yeah. gone um, on Brady so that's all we heard for a long time in the off season As you, I think we spoke about this previously sort of briefly what do you see him doing how, what's what's a success what's your measure of success for Brady Cause well my he, measure is different to his 
I think genuinely, if he ends up with eight or more wins, I think that's a massive success, and that's a huge success. So one more than what Winston managed last year. I think so. It's a strange one, isn't it? Because they have loaded up over this off season. Yeah. So it's a funny division as well. The the Bucks have always ended up kind of propping it for the most part. It's a really tough division. Yeah. I mean, he's thrown against now. Two legit defenses in Atlanta. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, that Atlanta defense is a little bit of a joke. I'm not mm. going to lie. There's 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 stars in it, but they've been papering cracks for a while and oh, secondary, and then so. certainly. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I. So, what's your measure of success? Do you think? Well, I'm expecting a, a jump forward from the Panthers this year. Yeah, me too. I think they're going to be really underrated they're, going into this season. McCaffrey's I really just signed a deal, though, hasn't he? He's just signed a, a mega deal. Yeah, well, he had to because he's their offense, isn't he? So yeah. um, that's not to be unexpected. I, I think that the Saints may have missed their window now. I think that if they were going to make it, they, they've had two years where they've been smashed out in the in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And it always seems to be the Saints against the Vikings. Well, that doesn't like, help. Yeah. It's just this this insane rivalry that comes from nowhere. I don't get it. It's just, they always seem to be drawn against each other. Mm. It's insane. Well, I think it's just the way their divisions work out, isn't it? Yeah. So in the North, typically the Vikings don't win it. They come second and the Saints typically is come the, top of their... Is the North the most overrated division in football? Yeah. Like legit, it is, right? It's not just me. Because the Bears are... Garbage on offense. Foles will be starting for there, obviously. Mm. Um, Lions are the Lions. Bless them. We all love them. But if they if they mess up a whole season together, they'd yeah. be very dangerous. But. And Green Bay are. I don't want to call them dysfunctional, but there's definite <laughs> issues going on that people aren't that people are alluding to but not saying. Mm. Um, Vikings are again Vikings are the favourites to win that division again but they'll do what they usually do and somehow manage to implode because they haven't got a star quarterback and that's all it is it's quarterbacks league yeah it, it definitely helps and I think that the, the Packers have that um, Man United mentality don't they where <laughs> they, they just intimidate other teams just by turning up it's yeah. a bit like the Patriots in the AFC I can tell you it's a long time since you watch football <laughs> alright not anymore <laughs> the Alex Ferguson I'm going to have to cut Qualify, Anna, the Alex Ferguson Manchester United. Yeah. The team that will turn up already 1 0 up because they you just assume they're going to score. Which is the exact opposite of what the Bengals do. Yeah. They turn up already 1 down. Yeah, well, again, there's the, yeah. that's the mentality in certain locker rooms. We had the same thing with the Browns. It's, the Browns have still got it. Yeah, they've still got it. Yeah. But Jarvis Landry tried to show them that you can't do that. You can't go into a game just assuming you're going to lose mm. because it, it just it infects everything. Um, and so the Packers have had the op- opposite whether they deserve it or not is another another question but. it's hard for the Packers in free agency to actually get anyone though but it's going to be the same thing with the Bucks. we're talking about Brady and what's going to be successful well they haven't had a really a, a winning season for a long time despite having a, a fairly good roster on paper so if we go back and talk about what's a success for, for the Bucks, they need to make the playoffs this year because they've thrown all in with Brady and mm. they've probably got two years of a window max I mean that's if he doesn't get blown up at some point yeah that offensive line is not a New England offensive line is it 
No, but at the same time, it's not one of the worst. They've just they no. drew, they drafted Tristan Wirfs, wasn't it? For yeah, but you know as well as I do that quite often offensive linemen don't work in their first year. Mm-hmm. It takes a couple of years. Yeah, to... but it's an interior one, so it's not. As, you know. mm, even still, <laughs> I'm not overly worried about that part of it. Um, Brady's always instilled um, playbooks where they've got less about two to three seconds max before he throws the ball so <laughs> even Usain Bolt's got a problem getting towards him at that speed no, unless, unless he's got a run up on the trampoline <laughs> even then yeah so unless you're Polamali still you've not got much of a chance of reaching him fanboy alert sorry <laughs> not sorry but yeah so he'll be it'll be quick slants it'll be you know out routes and things they'll, they'll they will have a play scheme in ready so that Brady will stay upright for the most of the season I think that they'll be aiming for 10 wins. I think that'll be their aim. So if they get nine, is that a failure? Uh, they might still come second in the division with nine wins. So I think the playoffs is their ultimate aim. That is their so if they, if they get in the playoffs, then it's a success? Yeah. Okay. But I think they'll be targeting 10 wins. Interesting. Because this year we've obviously got the additional playoff team. Whether they get it or not. I don't know. That. I didn't know well. I don't know well. It all depends on how the other teams react to Brady being there. Yeah. Yeah. I think and also the uh the NFC South play um AFC West this year and there's no easy game in the AFC West apart from the Raiders. Um there's no easy game in the playoff <laughs> in the AFC West apart from the Raiders. Okay. Um, all right. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's three difficult games. You said I think the Chargers are a soft touch. Mm, I don't think so. Isn't that where I picked a very small amount of wins and you picked a large amount of wins? I think a larger finishes. amount of wins, yeah. Yeah. I, I can see the Chargers getting smashed. Yeah, I think they're still too good in certain positions. Yeah, Kaepernick and they can have to uh <laughs> The guy has been out of the league for four years. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I've got faith in that guy. Um, so, yeah, I think there, there, there's three games. Um, they're away at Denver as well, and Brady's record in Denver is not good. No. Lost, lost more than he's won. No. Um, and they're there early, which also isn't that great for them. So, there's good three games, though. three different they, games. I like their uniform, though, for brought out. Uh, Old one looked okay. Yeah, it's much the same as it was. I like the Panthers' new uniform. That's really good. Mm. The Jags one's a bit of a joke. I want to be honest. As usual. Well, I didn't mind the I didn't mind the mustard one. Everyone slagged it off. I thought it was all right, you know. Yeah, it's it was. Like, it was until they're wearing it on the field. Like, oh Jesus! Yeah, maybe <laughs> no, it, right. they, I remember they wore it in a uh, color rush. I think it was against. I think it was against Baltimore. Mm-hmm. And Baltimore's looked really nice, like a dark purple. Yeah. And then on the other side of it, you had the mustard. Fuck. <laughs> I think it was Baltimore. My mind. You got Reverend been. Green. You got Miss Scarlet as oh. well. Rubbish. <laughs> so yeah, bless them. So, what are you looking forward to next season most? The one thing, uh, the Miami Dolphins, or just anyone winning the AFC East. So I'm excited to see yeah. who's going to step forwards. And I think I so want it to be the Jets. I've got a lot. Yeah, I, I like the Jets as well, but I just think that the Dolphins have got all the momentum going their way. Mm. So. Jets have got Adam Gase, who a lot of the fan base aren't really on board with. Yeah, doing the eye thing. Again. <laughs> you know, Downs has a lot, of, a lot of bad luck on the start of his career. Mm. He hasn't had the line that's helped him. Um, running back, high-profile running backs that haven't really worked out so we, far. It's the fact. I mean, a lot of people are down on Donald. I think Donald's brilliant. I think he's so good. I mean, he was suffering with glandular fever last year in hospital, came out and smashed the the, the Cowboys. Mm. I'm like. How is that, how is everyone not in love with this guy? I mean, I know there's the whole ghost thing going on and all that kind of stuff, but, yeah, but every, I think it's every great. Every QB sees ghosts. Yeah, I think it's great. 
I just think the momentum is with the Dolphins. From what they were at the start of last season to what they were at the end of last season, mm. the um, evolution of Devontae Parker and what we're going to see from him next year, if Tua can be healthy in the league, that is a exciting thing to watch. They've put so much more into defence. They've stolen some of the best pieces from the Patriots' defence yeah. and put it into theirs. Uh, Brian Flores is a, seems like a very good I said, said last year he was my coach of the year. Yeah, so I'm just really looking forward to seeing what the Dolphins can do. With I know it's not a full off season, but you know what I mean. Like they've had more time to gel together. They kicked out some of the um, more vocal parts of the the squad last year when they were picking up more draft picks. So I think they they managed to put a, a kind of team mentality together, and I want to see them continue. I think they had a great draft. It's hard not to with so many draft picks, but I mean the Raiders show how they can overreach for every single position. Yeah. So I think they were very smart with their their drafting and their free agency. I so, say the main yeah. thing you look for in free agency is to improve on where you were. Um, and it, I know it sounds really simple to say that, but it doesn't happen all the time because teams get rid of the most expensive player and replace him with someone who's not as good, and that affects them more than yeah. the good players they brought in. Yeah. Um, this year, I mean, you look at. One of the big issues they had last year, and it, this only seems like a limited thing, but it was a massive issue. Number one, their line was garbage. But their running game was a joke. Last year, Fitz was their highest rushing, uh, was their highest yeah, rusher out of everyone, yeah. and it was 240 yards or something. Well, they were trying a few different players. They obviously started the season with Kenyon Drake. and He, he pissed off to Arizona, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that didn't help with the stats. Um, and then I think there was an injury as well. But to have your highest rusher with 200 yards, and it's not even yeah. though anyone else was even close to him. So this year they went and got, um, not Xavier Howard, he's the cornerback. <laughs> Howard, what's his name? From, Jordan um, Howard. Jordan Howard from uh, the Eagles. And uh, Matt Breeder as well. Ex-Bear as well. Yeah, Matt Breeder is uh, lightning. Like proper lightning. He was good for the 49ers, but he's had too many running backs. So Yeah, yeah. so it was his turn to go. So, But it gives him the opportunity. He'll be you know, number one starter. I, I don't buy into Howard. I really don't point to. I think. He was, oh no, he's a, he's a one cut running back. Yeah, I, when he was at the Bears, he was he was good at doing one cut and run. Well, it, and that was four years ago. Yeah, Tariq Cohen started on. He only had one year at. He only had one year at Philly, I think. Yeah, yeah, but he um, he started off. Uh, Tariq Cohen, for example, started off as a punt returner, and within three weeks was a start, starting running back. <laughs> yeah. He kind of says a lot, and then they brought in Montgomery, and that was how it done. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's a big help for them. But how had one good season for the Bears? Yeah. Well, maybe two, I think. For the no, he had a, he had a couple of years, but again, he was never special. He was never a guy you wanted to pick up in fantasy in the first 10 rounds. No. <laughs> you know, no. he was always a guy you pick up at the end going, oh, mm, bench. Might be a bench. Might be a make weight for a trade or something. The yeah. um, thing I'm most looking forward to next year is, and I don't know for definite if it's going to go ahead, but the whole 4th and 15 or 4th and 20. Oh, okay. um, I'm really looking forward to that because a lot of the time in the past couple of years so anyone who doesn't know when you score a touchdown you can either um, at the end uh, go for it, you do it instead of a single point or instead of a two point or, and then start you do it in replacement of an onside kick um, onside kicks have been a procession in the past couple of years Yeah. Um, and you know that if you're nine points behind in the game you're probably not going to win it this mm-hmm. gives you a real opportunity so you start on your own 20 um, I think it's 4th and 15 or 4th and 25. I think it's 4th and 15. Um, and if you lose the ball, the opposition get it straight away. But it gives that extra variable and it's that bit of excitement you don't normally see in a game. And I'm so looking forward to it. And it's going to change games. There's going to be games mm. that are won by doing that 
where a team is 13 points behind and all of a sudden goes and wins the game or maybe even 15 points behind and they're yeah. going to get two eight-point eight conversions and end up winning the game. I really hope it's not against the Broncos, but it was our <laughs> idea. It was, it was us that floated. Joe Ellis floated it at the um, at the. Has speed. it been taken up then? Are they I think so. I believe so. Okay. Yeah, they did it in um, they did it in the senior poll as a test, um, which is normally where they do. So the senior poll is where all the seniors go, and it's normally managed and coached by head coaches at the NFL, and they try new stuff there. Um, they do it in the Pro Bowl as well, um, and yeah. So I, I, I'm pretty sure it's it's going to be in the NFL. Mm. So yeah, it's exciting. I think it's a different dimension to the game. Well, as long as they do it. Yeah. Yeah. A couple of years back when they moved the um, extra point back, was it five, five yards or something? It's carnage. But actually the Steelers <laughs> decided to do more, more two-point attempts because they yeah. were like, well, we might as well go for a two-pointer because, you know, we want to... There was quite a few teams did that. The Bills did it. it yeah. The Bills did it and only converted about 10% of their tries <laughs> yeah. and they stopped. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Ron Rivera's Panthers did it as well. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's nice to see uh, rule changes come in. I think the XFL was a little bit to to blame for that. So yeah, thank you XFL. Rest um, in peace. Yeah, it's it's difficult with the XFL because you were really hoping with the depth of quarterbacks that were going to be out there, there was going to be people to actually lead the league. But when mm. you're looking at Matt McLean being, but one of them has got picked up, hasn't he? The one from the St. Louis Battlehawks. He's he's got a, a spot on the roster at the moment. Okay. Don't ask me for his name. What's his name, Jim? I said don't ask me for his name. <laughs> See what you've done to me there, for yeah. a member of us. Um, I, yeah, I mean, there just wasn't enough quality, if I'm honest, in terms of... But I was getting into it, I think, and the, the, although no, there was, was some, okay. there's always going to be a little bit of drop-off in television viewing, I think that they were going to be able to finish the season, unlike the AAF, yeah. and they were going to be able to keep it going. I think there was a genus there of a, a, a backup league that would have got better as it went along that was the yeah. first season and there were some good games in there so it's a real shame what's happened to it yeah I agree and we won't see it maybe so, in four or five years or something they'll have a chance to regroup but as we're talking rule changes it doesn't have to be a serious thing just a general random thing off the top of your head if you could incorporate one rule change I can give you mine straight away incorporate one rule change what would it be Mine is get rid of kickers. Make someone on the standard <laughs> roster do it. Take, it. take it in turns. You have to see at least one lineman kick a game. Just this is not even like serious. It's just out yeah. there. I want to see Quentin Nelson boot him from fifty yards. <laughs> uh, yeah, may, or maybe not have a kicker and a punter. There's got to be one. Only one right. person that can kick the ball, and they've got to do kicks and punts. Yeah, I like that. Because yeah, like it's idea. two different techniques. But one rule I would change is a ridiculous rule and that's fumbling out the back of the end zone mm. so when you fumble the ball but and it goes out of bounds it's a safety go, yeah but no it's the one where you stretch for the stretch for the pylon and you know you, you fumble it out of the back oh, okay. out, in, out in the end zone and they then call it a touchback for the other team so it penalises you for, for going for a touchdown basically mm. and that's not the point of the game would you I'd quite like to see it where one foot inbounds because that's what they're doing. College. Oh, rather than two, okay. It's the a thing is, game. yeah, like you see in the college game, um, because it encourages more sort of ridiculous catch attempts. Because a lot of the time when it's two people, guys just don't bother. But could you imagine what like Jarvis Landry would do if it's one foot in bounds? He'd be catching it with <laughs> one foot in the air, arm out, everything. I think it would, it would also make it where if you're a quarterback and you know the one foot in bounds is a a genuine thing, it's going to make you want to go for it a bit more rather than. 
is going to, you know, you're going to think, okay, let's pile it out the back of the end zone. Let's, you know, try and make it wide. Let's have have a standard out route on a, you know, fourth and short. So, yeah, I think it would lead to a bit more of a, a bit more of an exciting league. Mm. Yeah, I'd like just to get more kind of access into what's going on on the sidelines. But I, I guess the problem is knowing too much, and and you know, you're in danger of being a Patriots scout again, aren't you? I suppose if you can hear what's going on. <laughs> in the, the well, the other thing is when they've done it previously as well, was with the Sam Darnold thing. When they've done it previously, they've sold Sam Darnold down the river a little bit because yeah. you know the stuff that was uh, the stuff that was broadcast that shouldn't have been broadcast. ESPN should never have broadcast, and this Jet Shirt and certainly shouldn't. No. So it's where do you draw draw the line? That's that's the issue. Um, I I do I personally, if I could bring in one thing into the NFL, I think every single team should have an all or nothing episode. Every single team. Why not? Because well, one episode. No, no, no. Every single team should have an all or nothing series at the end of the season. Why yeah. not? Because it's not that intrusive on the team. A lot of the stuff that you see is stuff that's recorded on the training field from 60 yards away where the players don't necessarily know they're even being recorded a lot of the time. Mm. But it's all authorised, it's all written out, and it's just not... You sit there and you watch a team that you don't really care all that much about and you get attached to the players. If every single team had that, you had 32 different series, maybe only five or six five or six episodes per one, but I think it would just be a nice little snippet into every single team in the NFL. And I think it's doable. It's not a ridiculous thing, but I think, why not? You could easily have a review of each team season, why not? Yeah, it's a bit weird how some teams are quite cagey about letting cameras and other teams are more Yeah, open. can you ever see, for example, can you ever see the Patriots doing a hard knocks or doing an all or nothing? There's not a chance on earth. It's just never going to happen. It'd be bloody boring anyway. Oh my God, no, could you imagine? Anything, so. Oh, Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd be two hours, it'd be a silent movie. <laughs> There's one thing I want to talk about, Dave, before we go and mm-hmm. then have our other break or two things really but one thing is a player that I wanted to talk about for the last couple like as soon as the the draft happened and we did our review I was already you know I was a little bit gutted that we didn't pick up Jalen Hurts for the Steelers but had to move on from that so I instantly started watching next year's lots of uh, of QBs and kind of future QBs to look out for and there's a player that I haven't managed to mention on any of the podcasts since I've got to mention, otherwise I'm going to burst, all right? Go for it. That everyone's got to go and watch right now. What's this podcast? You say Trevor Lawrence, I'm going to slap you, you know that. Trevor, no. (laughs) It is a TL, but it's not Trevor Lawrence. It's Trey Lance from North Dakota State. Um, North Dakota State? What are they? Yeah. I mean, what division are they in? It's the FBS, I think it is. Oh, we're going deep. Well, a certain Carson Wentz used to play for North Dakota State. He went second overall. I was going to say when if you actually think about last North season, State dominates their division every year. Yeah, if you think about last season, think about the playoff teams from last season. How many of them actually went to SEC colleges? Really, mm. I, don't think, I don't think any of them did. Like I, I, don't, yeah. think, I don't think any of them did really. And they're all from me. There's, there's a bit of snobbery. If you're, you're either good enough or you're not, and look yeah. at some of the quarterbacks that came out this year. You know, Jordan Love. Utah some of State. them definitely are not. <laughs> Josh Allen was a what was he Wyoming so yeah. you know you don't have to don't have to be going to only one of the big five colleges to I mean to there's, there's, a a, there's a record of lower lower league teams providing in the NFL with quarterbacks Alex Smith I mean he came from what, the Pacific, State Pacific well. region or something it, it was, was Utah State as well as Jordan Love well there you go then. Yeah. so yeah I mean 
Carson went to North Dakota State. Trey Lance, he had um, 2018, he was a red shirt. He played uh, two games and he had one throw. Um, still scored two rushing touchdowns, one eight attempts. 2019, he plays all 16 games. Okay. He threw for 2,786 yards. Um, but not he, a huge amount of yards. Not, not a huge amount of yards, but only on um, 192 completions. So, um, his stat is 28 passing touchdowns. I was going to say, but only on how many completions? 100, what? 100 and some 192 completions. completions. How many attempts? 287. <laughs> okay, I was so going to say, is it about 500 attempts? No, 66.9% completion percentage, right? 28 touchdowns, zero interceptions. That's the headline-grabbing stat. Zero interceptions in 16 games. 14 rushing touchdowns as well. So that's 42 touchdowns he accounted for for North Dakota State last year. Again, zero interceptions. And it wasn't like he was even lucky. He is very, very good at reading the field and throwing safe, proper balls. Not just screen passes. You know, he's not a... So what, um, is he, what was he last year? Was he a senior last year? Uh, was he a sophomore or junior? He's, he's a junior. I think he's a junior that's the second year. No, sophomore, second year. Sophomore, second freshman, year. Freshman, sophomore. Yeah, freshman, sophomore, sophomore, junior, senior. Yeah, so th- this year he's going to be a junior. Okay. So he can be... So eligible. this year he's a junior. So he's got two more years in college. Yeah, I think he's got two more years. <laughs> So wow. he could be eligible next draft. Okay. So Trevor Lawrence is still the uh, consensus number one. Yeah, uh, he'll go number one, number one overall. Every year, year you'll see a quarterback come out of nowhere and, and then be in the in the conversation for number one overall pick. And I think if Trey Lance has anywhere close to the season he just had, I'd pick him over Lawrence. Mm, yeah, I mean, Tua was the consensus first overall pick. I firmly got, believe at the moment... injury. So. I firmly believe at the moment that Trevor Lawrence is going first overall to the Jags. That's Should my be. thought at the moment. That's pretty much seemingly what's going to happen. Yeah. But then you've got um, Justin Fields as well. He's looking very good. Mm. Mm. I, I like him. Mm. but Footwork's bad. But I'm going to console myself on not picking up Jalen Hurts for Steelers if we pick up Trey Lance. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to have a bad season for that to happen. No, 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 no. no. We've, ah. got our first, uh, we've got our, our first round pick back and, uh, you know, out of your draft, who are you looking forward to seeing? Out of the Steelers draft? Well, you don't have a lot of picks, so it's going to have to be Chase Claypool, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Just by definition. Yeah. We started in the second round, and then we picked up the wide receivers. So. We, the yeah, two, players, two guys I'm looking forward to, obviously uh, Judy and Hamler are what they are. They feel more yeah. fright than anything else, of fear that they're going to fail. Um, <laughs> I really like the look of Michael Ojemudia at the moment. It's cornerback um, mm-hmm. from Iowa as well, so he played with uh, Noah Fant. Yeah. Um, Albert O, who was the um, tight end with Drew Luck um, at Missouri. Um, but uh, Cushenbury, I'm really looking forward to. Our offensive mm. line has been a bit dodgy either side. Now he's got one side, he's got Dalton Reisner. The other side, he's got Graham Glasgow. And we picked up um, Lloyd Cushenbury from you guys. So he was one of the draft picks that we got from you in order to pick up um, Devin Bush. Yeah. So yeah, no, I'm happy with that because the one, the one thought, one fear that you have is that you trade down, and the people you pick with that trade capital turn out to be shit. Yeah. But Lloyd Cushenbury looks to be a solid pick, so I'm really happy with that. So it's not me sitting here bragging, going, "Oh, we're well, ahead of you" because he's a centre, you know. Yeah. yeah well, you know. But um, 
Yeah, it's the fact that we've picked up a guy who looks to be a safe pick in the third round and could end up being really good value. Mm. But Oji Muda, I'm really looking forward to. So, and he, he'll come in and play um, nickel cover as well with uh, when we bring in the extra back. So when we're playing against teams like the Chiefs, he'll be, you know, be vital because we'll have more of a pass rush up front. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll be able to load the backfield with more defensive backs. I think it makes us a little bit more dangerous. So he's the guy I'm really looking forward to seeing. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. We'll see how it goes. I think, actually, Dave, without trying to, we may have mentioned every single team in the league. Oh, I don't think we have. I mean, for every team. yeah, we mentioned the Jags by saying that the Jags are shit and they're going to be picking yeah. first overall. Yeah, and the Cardinals, um, we talked about Conor Murray and taking a knee. And... Have we, we mentioned 49ers with Debo Samuel. Yeah. Giants, we mentioned because their kickers tried to murder <laughs> someone doing 100 miles an hour. Yeah. Patriots, because we hate them. Oh, yeah. So, and we did the Eagles. We talked about them. Cowboys. We talked about the Cowboys a little bit with Dirk and... I, th- I think we did hit everyone. You reckon? I mean, yeah, we mentioned the, we mentioned the Lions in, being in the Lions. <laughs> well, I, I was quite nice about them. I, lo- I love the Lions. I, love the Lions. I, <laughs> I wish them, honestly, I wish them nothing but well. I just don't see it happening. I'm, I'm a massive fan of Matt Stafford. I think he's he's kind of had that Carson Palmer career. Because, you know, Palmer was picked up by um, the Bengals. I yes. mean, there was no, there was no way he was ever going to be a success with the Bengals. It was just never going to happen. It took him to go to Arizona to actually have the resemblance of a half decent. You're forgetting career. his stint with the Raiders. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, I am. Shame the Raiders can't forget it. Yeah. So it, yeah, but he took him to go somewhere, go to a decent organization to have a you know a half decent end to his career. Mm. And it's a similar thing, I think, with Joe Burrow. It's a similar. It's exactly the same thing with Matt Stafford. If Stafford would have gone somewhere else to an organisation who was able to use him, it would have been a very, very different career. Imagine if he was picked up by the Vikings, for example. Mm. I mean, sorry to use a team in the same division. <laughs> um, well, they're quite incestuous in that division. Yeah, a, lot, a little bit. A lot bit. of players move around in division, don't they? Yeah. But, yeah, they're a team that... That's why you've got to keep hold of your franchise players. The franchise quarterback is gold dust. Yes, I agree. Um, bearing in mind that we moved from Manning to Simeon, I think was after that, and then Paxton Lynch. Yeah, that's what happens, man. Brock. Yeah, well. Don't forget the Rock before <laughs> you uh, yeah, before we, you move on to Simeon. We loved it. We got him. We had at one point we had three quarterbacks. Um, we were paying two of them league minimum. <laughs> 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 that's the overhang. So Elway would have looked at his team and gone, "We can win a Super Bowl without having a solid quarterback." That has plagued us every single year until this off season mm. because we've never really invested in having a top notch quarterback, and we ended up getting locked in the second round from the Bengals as well. Yep. Um, which nothing feels a bit sweeter than taking a quarterback from the Bengals <laughs> and um, yeah, now it looks as though we might have something it's an interesting interesting time to be mm. a Broncos fan interesting time to be a more interesting time to be a Steelers fan because you guys are at a real crossroads if Roethlisberger is the Roethlisberger you remember yeah. then there's a fairly good chance you're going to be in the playoffs I mean oh, yeah. your big problem is the fact that you're in the same division as the Ravens and the Ravens will yeah. just—they'll just keep churning out and winning games. But you'll get in the playoffs via um, a wild card at the very least, I think, this season. Yeah. Um, if Roethlisberger isn't the player that we remember, if he comes in and he's not, then you'll have—you know—your backups are Go eight and eight again. You know, backups <laughs> to you guys you had last year. You know? it's, it was a hard year for you guys last year. Yeah, that's weird, isn't it? Year. Because for a good team, eight and eight is a bad season. Yeah. If I said that to 
Oh, most of the teams in the league. Most of the teams in the league, yeah. I mean, half the teams in the league, if you offered them 8 and 8 now, they'd snatch your hand off. I've been very lucky. You have? I have been very lucky. Yeah, you're I, I know I've been very lucky. Basically a Patriots fan. <laughs> all you've witnessed is success. The worst season you had is, oh, remember that season when we nearly had a losing record? Oh, it was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there's, things, there's teams that do things the right way and do things the wrong way. I've been lucky enough to see three Super Bowl wins. Yeah. Certain teams haven't even seen a Super Bowl appearance, let alone get into the big game. Yeah. So, yeah. So it is. I got lucky. That's all Jerome Bettis' fault. I was so lucky I saw that game. <laughs> say, say if the Steelers fold. Played. Say the Steelers fold. Oh, no. Who, no, generally, who would you follow or support? I think I mine would be either the Bills or the Lions, I think. I'd probably go Bills. Something about the Bills I think that I quite like. Dumb fan base. I don't care. I'm, uh, that doesn't bother Sorry, me. Sorry, Bills fans, but you know you are, really. You know, <laughs> does, there's it, only one fan base that jumps into tables. It genuinely doesn't bother me all that much. I kind of like the way that the, the sort of the nonsense and the workmanship that they do it. And most of the teams would have just said, you know what, we play outdoors near Niagara Falls. It's a hurricane every other week. We're going to build a bowl. They went, no, we're going outdoors. We're going <laughs> to embrace the wind. Or they just can not have the money to do it. <laughs> oh, I doubt that. <laughs> they never spend anything near the salary cap. Yeah, I don't know. I if I had to pick another team obviously the Jags have been over to London a long time so I've seen them more than any other team mm. and there's something about the Jags the kind of run of the litter that I, don't, I don't mind picking the, I always pick the underdog anyway so. see you and I say that in very different ways you say there's something about the Jags there's the runt of the litter and I go yeah. there's something about the feel, Jags they're like the runt of the litter we feel sorry for them and <laughs> they did actually get close to having a very good team they were they were, they were uh, see championship what, five, game? Me, five minutes from the yeah. Super Bowl a few years ago and that's when Blake Bortles throwing the ball yep and then Blake Bortles went huh, and it all went wrong <laughs> well, <laughs> the refs went huh, and, they, uh, <laughs> and it all went wrong but I see you as a 49ers fan if I'm no, honest no I, I don't hate the 49ers I love what they're they're creating over there oh yeah but I mean, when, when you talk about who you support it's not about who's on the team now and it's about no. the franchise as a whole I couldn't have been a Chiefs fan before my homes turned up Oh, no one's a Chiefs fan. Even the Chiefs fans are Chiefs <laughs> You know, they're just there because there's nothing else but, to do in Kansas. Not that I don't like um, the Hunt family and what they've they've built there, but it's just been so vanilla. I mm. don't see what you can support. But now they've got Mahomes, who's just an absolute magician. Yeah, just doing the chop. <laughs> That's all they got. But the same thing with the Colts. The Colts are... Oh, we, didn't we mention the Colts? So vanilla. No, we did. We mentioned River, Philip Rivers being shit. Yeah, but so. more about the of the Chargers. <laughs> But the Colts are so vanilla as a franchise. I don't see what you can support there. Um, I mean, X Manning, yeah. Apart from since Manning, it, yeah. Type one diabetes. I mean, that's a bit rough. Don't they have the highest proportion of type one diabetes in the world? <laughs> that's not great. Let's be honest. <laughs> Maybe it's type two. I don't know. Whichever one they they choose to have. You know, I mean, Indianapolis has the Indy Five Hundred. Let's let's be honest. That is one of the great events. Yeah, it's an event. Never yeah. watched the football. <laughs> Then. Maybe not. Uh, yeah. You got the combine. I said, I said there's, yeah. <laughs> there are some teams that I don't think. There's obviously, some teams I couldn't support. Yeah. Um, there's teams we all couldn't support. Yeah. Absolutely. Because our soul. Yeah. I'm not going to mention all of them here, but Raiders. <laughs> we know it's the Raiders. You can say it's the Raiders. Oh, the Giants, I'd have said for one. Oh, I'd um, like the Giants. I, I hate the Giants. Thing is, I've been to New York four times four I think it's mostly Eli that does that to me now when if you go so we went to New York and New York's all Giants it's all New York is all Giants and Mets you go anywhere else so then you go to sort of Staten Island 
technically is part of New York, but he's yeah. away from it. You go to um, New Jersey, it's all Yankees it's Jets, and Jets. Yeah. So when you go to Manhattan, it is, it's all Giants. So because because we've been there like four times, it's yeah. I I have an affinity with the Giants. I quite like the Giants. We I went don't, to, I don't we like went to Giants. I don't like Eli Manning. I think he was overrated as a quarterback. Yeah, so you I love Daniel Jones. It for me. You love Daniel Jones. And also, you never stop going on about him. <laughs> And also, I think because the Jets are the kind of the, the one that gets picked on all the time as the like, the, the weaker brother out of the two of the franchise. I mean, they're the weaker of the Neville brothers. Let's be yeah. honest, neither of them are particularly <laughs> exciting. Come on. <laughs> but whereas the Giants had the success, the Jets didn't. So I think that's, again, why in my brain... The I Jets, kind of they just won a Super Bowl. The Jets more than the, they won a Super Bowl with Joe Namath. I mean, that was it. They've done nothing since that 61? Something like that. Yeah. I said they've still been waiting for that quarterback to come up. Um... They've yeah. got him. They've got him. Yeah, I'd probably say else. the Jags just because that's easiest as a as someone from England. But that just feels like a bit of a cop out. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, maybe the Panthers. Mm, the pa- I find the Panthers a hard team to like. I really find them maybe because it's. I, I wouldn't I, mind going there though. I put that's my faith. In. I'd like to just well, visit. We're, so we're going to um, New Orleans. Mm. soon we're going to Toronto next year and we're going to try and catch a Bills game um, if the world's open at yeah. that point yeah. so that was meant to be this year but obviously with a little one on the way that's been torpedoed mm-hmm. um, so that's going to be next year um, and then we're also going to go to New Orleans and do a, like a little bit of a not tour of the south but hit a few different places down there <laughs> um, and the options are either going to Houston I'm not really fancying that if I'm honest going to see a Houston game um, well, we go to Houston. It's just where we see a game. Mm. Um, I'm going to try and squeeze two in, but you know, two hundred dollars a ticket and all that. Yeah. Um, so it's either going to be baby. Uh, yes. Well, in-laws are coming as well, so they'll oh, right, they'll look after the baby. kid while we piss off to a Fair game. Enough. So then it's either going to be a Saints game or a Carolina game, and I really want to go and see the Carolina game. So, but yeah, and part Ooh. of it as well. We, what I've also said we could potentially do is go and see a Saints game and then go and see a Clemson game. Now you're talking. Because that's obviously <laughs> yeah. in Carolina. Go, so. and see a, go and see a college game. Yeah. So, no, I, I, I get why you say the, the Jags. I was hoping it was going to be a bit more exciting, a bit more controversial. <laughs> I did the that. Panthers then. Just yeah, the Panthers is good. I like the Panthers. <laughs> Panthers and Bills then. Oh, that should be a very different show, wouldn't it? Yeah. No, I'll, I'll stick with my Steelers. <laughs> thanks very much. <laughs> Jaguar Jim. That's what we're going to call you from now on. No. <laughs> You, you keep forgetting I just said Pampers, but there we go. Oh, wow. um, right, so let's uh, let's wrap it up, shall we, Dave? I think we've gone almost oh, an hour and a half. Is that we have it? no agenda. No one's got anything to do nowadays. <laughs> it's getting dark, and I want to go home. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it's dead light. What are you talking about? No, no, it's definitely dark, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> it's dark in my heart. Well, you know, this could be the last ever outro of Jim and the King. Last ever one. This could be it. So before a rebrand, one. you know, we'll still be back. We're going to be, we're going to be back. In yeah. some, well, we'll see what happens when your little one arrives and see how you see if you're just a husk of a man. Oh, f- him! <laughs> Kick him out. Is it a boy or is it a girl? Do you know yet? No idea. We've got so we've got names for a girl, boy. I so we literally this Shannon. is genuinely true. We ran through debt for, uh, the uh, debt for roster depths last night, mm. um, and I was just saying first names of different ones, and and the the other half was like, no, no, <laughs> no, absolutely Jerry. not. Um, she doesn't fancy Von. No, no, not feeling Von. Mm. Can that um, be middle name? No, we've got middle names already. So um, yeah, we've got girls already. Boys, no, we haven't really got one yet. Um, 
So yeah, we'll see where okay, it goes. Okay. But that's during August. Um, I've got six weeks paternity. Mm. So that means there's a lot of NFL games I'll be watching. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll do the night feeds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll do the night feeds. He's sleeping downstairs, though. Yeah. I'm telling you, I'll do the night feeds. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, we'll, we'll be back. Yeah. Me, and you, me and you will definitely be back. If we can in one format in or another. Punk and Philly Psy and even the King at any time or any other. No, he's not allowed back anymore. Well. <laughs> <laughs> if we can bring no, anyone always, back, if we can bring anyone back. at all, then we will do that. Um, yeah, and there'll probably there will be a rebrand at some point. We need to probably pay someone to cover that. And also, I don't know if you've noticed, guys, but every single terminology in NFL has been taken by an NFL podcast at some point. When we started five years ago, there were about three NFL podcasts in the UK, um, and since that time, it just exploded. Yeah. So, if you still listen to us, then great, because you know there's a lot of choice out there. Yeah, there's a lot good. of crap as well. <laughs> I mean, I'm not joking. There's a lot of crap. I'm not saying that we're brilliant. No. If you disagree, you're more than welcome to your opinion yeah. and fair play to you, quite frankly. If you got to this point in the podcast, it can't be that crap, let's be honest. <laughs> but there's a lot of shit out there. There's I, always a lot of shit out there. Yeah. But I kind of just want to get in contact and go, look, you've got the name that we want. Can you just scrap your part, please? There are some that have not been going since 2017 or something, so yeah. we might have to have a word. But yeah. um, got some ideas for names. Um but yeah, Broncos we'll, we'll beat. Yeah, nothing about Broncos <laughs> or Steelers, obviously. Not like Steel Broncos, but that could be a completely different podcast. Steal my horse. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, wouldn't work. That wouldn't work. No. Uh, but yeah, hopefully, guys, the, the world is still going to be turning by the time uh, the NFL season starts, come what may. Um, whether they're wearing face masks at the same time, we don't know, but we'll be there to talk about it. Um, so in the meantime, take care of yourselves. And I've been Jim. That's been Denver David. Thank you so much for listening. 